You're listening to Getting Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about building a healthy pantry. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Laura. Hi. How are you today? I'm pretty good. How are things in Korea? They're pretty good. Sun is shining, so I cannot it's so, complain. It's so weird, the time difference, because it's 9.30 p.m. here. Yeah. It's dark out, and I think that you just woke up. And it's 10.30 a.m. You're probably going to go to the beach today. I am going to go to the beach today. I'm going to take my daily walk to the beach. <laughs> Quite a life. It's beautiful, beautiful beach. Every time I go, I'm like, what? I feel like I'm in paradise, vacation destination. You're so lucky. Thanks yeah, but you want to know one thing that isn't great about Korea? What? <laughs> the grocery stores. Really? Why is that? Um, well, I think that's part of like why we're doing this episode today is because like learning how to feed myself in Korea has been interesting, to say the least. Um, I mean, it's just they don't have some of the things that you're used to at most of their grocery stores. So avocado is not a staple in Korea, which ironically is very stupid because when you (laughs) – that didn't make make any sense. Um, When you jump across the pond to Japan, um, which I did a couple of weeks ago, avocados are like a major staple of their diet. And so like geographically – Korea and Japan are extremely close together, but culturally, obviously, their food is very different, and so yeah. it's very, very rare to find avocados here. Whereas in Japan, you like if you walked into a grocery store, you'd be like tripping over them. They're on every menu. They're everywhere. So it's just one of those things. They don't have avocados. They don't have like tempeh. Um, they do have tofu. Lots of tofu. Mm-hmm. Mostly soft tofu, but they do have uh, tofu, so that's good. But, yeah, so it's just a little bit different and figuring out uh, what I'm going to eat all the time um, and what I'm going to shop for at the grocery store has been has been interesting. Yeah. Sometimes so I find myself wanting to be back at President's Choice <laughs> eating <laughs> Gail and Weston's delicious creations, but, you know, <laughs> what can you do? So today we're talking about building a healthy pantry, mm-hmm. and I guess that this is something that you've just done. You've literally, or not literally, but you've been building a pantry from scratch. Um, yeah. And so this episode is pretty good timing, um, yeah. and it's good timing for a lot of people in their 20s because a lot of people are moving either to new apartments or they're moving out for the first time. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, building a healthy pantry is a foundation for having a healthy diet. Totally. And I feel like even if you're not moving into a new apartment, maybe you're just feeling like you don't know how to start eating healthy. Um, I know it can be like a pretty intimidating prospect. And so if you are looking at your fridge or your pantry every day and you have no idea what should be in there. And so then you just start eating out or eating junk. I've been super guilty of that in the past. So um, yeah, I think just having sort of a candid conversation about what are the sort of staples or building blocks that you need to make yourself good food, real food, without it breaking the bank or being incredibly difficult? 
I also believe that if you have a solid foundation um, with the food that you have at home, uh, you're a lot less likely to overspend on food when you're buying week to week. Totally. Yeah, that's super true. Um, if you're because when you're eating healthy, I feel like most of the time you're eating fresh produce and then a few staples, right? And then if you are not focusing on those two groups, then what you're going to probably do is go to the store and buy a lot of packaged food or processed food. And that stuff tends to be a lot more expensive. So I think you're totally right. I think sticking to those two areas, pantry and sort of fridge rather than freezer or whatever, um, mm -hmm then you're probably going to be healthier and spend less money for sure. But yeah, I just did it in Korea. I just, <laughs> and I, I almost literally just built it from, from scratch. I, when I got here, I had a spoon and a bowl, two bowls, <laughs> two bowls, no, no, no pantry, no food. So I had to, I had to start from the beginning. This is awesome. I'm really excited. I feel like this episode is going to sort of turn into, this is a list of our favorite foods. <laughs> um, which, which, honestly, this episode could more or less be a drinking game. Oh, yeah, Laura was joking that it could be a drinking game. Like, yeah. anytime Laura or Steph says the word spinach or peanut butter, you should take a little shoddy shot. Anytime somebody says superfood, <laughs> leave the podcast. Start away. Eat greens. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear the word stark leafy greens, evacuate immediately. Um, yeah, so must have foods. So what's interesting about this, I think, starting from scratch in Korea, is uh, evaluating the words must have foods. Because since I had to start from scratch and since a lot of the products that I love aren't popular here, or if they are, they're extremely expensive because they're imported and foreign, mm -hmm. um, you really have to do a little check like what do you actually need and like what is a product that you actually are going to use on an everyday basis. So I'm going to use the example of peanut butter. Shots, 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 shots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter is available here, but they don't have any of the sort of like more healthy versions that we have at home. Like all the peanut butters here have corn syrup and a bunch of other crap in them. Um, and they cost about seven to $8 for a small jar. Um, so you kind of have to evaluate whether or not you actually want peanut butter. I mean, the other day I went to the foreign food store and got a jar that it does have some sugar in it, but I compared it to the other one and made sure it wasn't that bad. Um, and I also order a lot from iHerb.com, which is an amazing website that I only discovered because I was coming to Korea, but you can order from it in Canada for sure and the United States and um, I'm pretty sure Australia, all over the world. And they're just this amazing online website that has all of this healthy food, basically only healthy and only organic food. Like if you're looking for Heinz ketchup, you're not going to find it. You're only going to find Annie's organic ketchup. Um, and they just will send it to you for not very much money. It costs me, usually it costs me nothing to get it shipped from California to Korea because I spend over $60. But if I spent less than $60, it would cost me $4 to get this big box shipped. That's so, amazing. I know. I can't, say, awesome. I can't say good enough things about iHerb. It saved my life. So they have Earth Balance peanut butter on iHerb. So I've been ordering that. So I would say peanut butter for sure. <laughs> And how many shots is that? Like five? 
I, I was at I was at two, but I'm a bike counter. Um, okay. But I'm about to say it again. I was drooling over. I think on Instagram you yeah. posted a picture of your iHerb haul. Yeah. And you had like a powdered peanut butter. Oh um, man. What is that? Yeah. So powdered peanut butter. Okay. I'm gonna start by prefacing this uh, by saying that. Powdered peanut butter is definitely not one of my staples. Uh, since I bought it, I've been like, what am I actually using this for? I put it in my smoothies. It does have protein in it. So if you're looking for sort of a healthier version of like a protein powder, then it's basically just powdered peanut butter. I'm not sure how they do it. But yeah, powdered peanut butter. So it comes and it looks, at, like, it looks like a powder. It looks like cocoa powder or something. Um, yeah. And you can get the regular version or the chocolate version, which I have not tried yet, but I've heard is really good. So yeah, it's just called PP2. And okay, so it's not like a just add water and now you have creamy peanut butter type thing. Oh. I don't, I don't know. That's sort I of what I thought so. it would be, but... No, I don't think so. I think you use it mostly as a powder, and you can add it to things like oatmeal, for instance, or oh. um, smoothies, or you know whatever the case may be, um, and just throw it in there. Like, I would totally – I have peanut butter in my cereal whenever I have cereal. Oh, um, yeah. I just love um, the added protein in the morning. I feel like that would be a, a perfect use for it because I feel like mm -hmm. in your cereal, the peanut butter might get kind of gloopy and not – okay, we, we've literally said this word like 24 times. I had no idea how not, much of a problem this was. you're not hammered yet. I don't know how much of the we have, we have a lot more food to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's so that's peanut butter. Peanut butter is for sure a staple in both of our pantries, hands down, no question. Like the few weeks that I was going without it, I was like, what do I eat for a snack? And now that I have a jar, I'll literally just eat it a spoonful when I get home from work. And that really stops me from snacking on bad things. Or I'll eat it with apples or whatever. And making a conscious effort not to actually say the word. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay, so what would be another one for you, Laura, that you think is sort of a foundation for a great pantry? Um, so this is, I, I'm going to say bananas. I think it's because we were talking about peanut butter and the two, and two, the two just go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that bananas don't keep extremely well, but, you, but they do keep really well if you freeze them. Yes, they um, do. And once they're frozen, they can still be added to smoothies, and you can use them. Um, like, you can defrost them and use them for muffins and baking, and you can put blend them up and use it for ice cream, which... Yeah, you can! You just posted that recipe on the blog. Um, so there are so many things that you can do with bananas, fresh or frozen. Uh, definitely one of my staples. Yeah, I think that's actually a good way of looking at it. I was like, Laura, but hamels aren't a pantry item. But when you mentioned that you can freeze them and then you can thaw them and then you can use them for banana bread or whatever, then I think you're totally right. I think they are sort of a, a staple. Um, yeah, what are some of the things we use bananas in? Smoothies, uh, muffin tops. <laughs> I wish I yeah. could make muffin tops here. They're so mm -hmm. good. Um, yeah, so for sure, bananas are, are huge. Okay, um, what about like condiments uh, or spices. This is something that's interesting because when we were talking about this, we both had things on our list. And then I confess that I didn't actually use. So I had salt and pepper on my list. And then I said, actually, I don't have pepper in my Korean apartment. And you had had salt, pepper, curry powder, and something else. And then you were like, well, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I definitely, I think I use curry powder more than I use salt and pepper. Right, um, which is really interesting. Yeah, I don't really like adding salt to things. Um, mm -hmm. Unless, like, my mom spots what I'm doing and corrects me <laughs> by it. She's like, add salt to that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, when I started making my pantry here, I thought I was going to need everything, you know, like basil and garlic and garlic powder and salt and pepper. And literally I bought salt and that's all I have used salt for savory things. And then I bought uh, cinnamon, actually the best cinnamon I've ever had. I bought on iHerb from Simply Organics and I will sing its praises. It's so good. I don't know what makes it so good, but it's so good. That is a big statement, Stephanie. Yeah, it's the best cinnamon I've ever had. I never noticed cinnamon before. You know, it's like, ah, oh, cinnamon, but it's actually quite good. Um, very fragrant. But yeah, um, buying spices can be a little bit intimidating. I know you were talking about this before when we were brainstorming for this episode, how spices can be almost a bit of an investment. I mean, we don't think about them that way, but if you're buying good spices they can sometimes cost a pretty penny. And then yeah. if you don't use them, you know, buying all that stuff up front can be, can be a bit expensive yeah, at times. Definitely. Yeah. Um, incrementally per meal, they work out to be. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Peanuts. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but buying, buying it up front, it can be expensive. So rather than doing that all at once, do you wait for, a specific recipe that calls for a certain spice. Um, yeah, I feel like my policy since I've been here has kind of been like, wait until it comes up a lot <laughs> and then yeah. buy it. Because like I said, starting from scratch here, I had nothing. So the first thing that I needed was salt. And that was like, you know, when I was making vegetables or was making whatever, I was like, oh crap, I, I really need salt. Um, so I'm going to go get some salt. Um, and then after that, nothing really came up until the cinnamon thing. And I was like, I would like to add cinnamon to a lot of things. And it's coming up in all these recipes that I wanted to make. Um, another one that's been coming up a lot in recipes uh, that I just purchased was like cocoa powder. Um, not that that's really a spice, but it's sort of in the same category. And vanilla also has been like coming mm -hmm. up in a lot of recipes and I don't have vanilla yet. So I feel like if you wanted to take it slow, you could kind of um, just see what you feel yourself being pulled towards and then, and then buy that. I mean, mm -hmm. I know in the past I had pepper and garlic powder and I would add them to everything, but I haven't missed them. So yeah. I'm not going to bother. Fresh garlic though. Garlic. Oh and yeah. Those oh, are, yeah. Those are musts for me. Must have garlic. Actually, since I've been here, it's interesting. I have not used onion that much. I use garlic literally all the time, but I haven't bought onion that much. I think my favorite type of onion is red onions, and they don't really have them here. So um, I just have been sort of omitting them. I don't really use them in anything. But leeks I have, because leeks are massive here. Um, they just sell them everywhere. They're really, really cheap. So I have yeah. been using leeks. So I guess I've been using sort of the onion family. I would yeah. Say. Yeah. Amazing. I don't think I know how to cook with leeks. I'm sure it's not that difficult. But it's not. You just cut, chop them up into small pieces and use them the way you would garlic or something. Yeah, they're delicious. And they make everything seem fancier somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because um, they're so intimidating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because not everybody uses them, I guess, yeah. except for in Korea. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. The next one I was going to talk about, quinoa. Um, mm. This yeah, is another quinoa. one that you Quinoa's cannot get in Korea. Yeah, that's why I've sort of filed them under the same category because they yeah. Koreans have not heard of quinoa. They do not know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so brown rice has been a major staple, of course. I can order a bag of quinoa and iHerb, but that was a great week when I made quinoa instead of brown rice. So delicious. Mm. Um, and I've, I've got another bag coming my way on my next order. But yeah, brown rice or quinoa. And honestly, like this is probably this and sort of beans and legumes. These are probably the two things that you would need for a healthy pantry, really, if you come down, if it comes down to it. These are sort of the things that you build a lot of meals on, right? Mm. Like you can just make brown rice and then a side of tofu and a side of vegetables, or you can make like a tofu bowl or um, fried rice or definitely and leftover leftover rice and quinoa so easy to turn into um, like a healthy breakfast or even a dessert like you can make a rice pudding mm -hmm. um, you can mix quinoa with uh, some beans or something like that chickpeas or something and make them into like veggie burgers um, pretty easily so they are really the most versatile and probably your healthiest choices because um, brown rice uh, less so, but both of them, quinoa and brown rice, have a lot of um, protein in them. And, of course, beans, are we just, <laughs> just putting them in the same category? Uh, beans and legumes uh, have a lot of protein in them as well. So really great base for a lot of meals. Mm. Yeah. When I say beans and legumes, like what my favorite are usually oh here's the other thing they don't have canned beans here which makes my life a little bit more difficult but it's actually been a good lesson in how to make beans um so they only have dried beans so i have to like soak them overnight and then i have to boil them for like an hour in order to get what you get by just opening a can yeah. so, um, i have not taken that for granted and ironically i've been eating more beans um <laughs> I Holland would be proud yeah he would I think he would um, <laughs> not that they really add that much to canned beans it's just mainly convenient um, but it's um, convenient but there's there are um, sometimes toxins in the can that's true I didn't right. think of that yeah so since I've been here they mainly have kidney beans here so I've been eating a lot of red and white kidney beans um, they don't have chickpeas so I have to order those on iHerb um, and they do have black beans but so my main my main ones have been white and red kidney beans and I like those ones a lot so mm -hmm. I'm like pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, I found when I was living in Montreal, whenever I got the chance, I would stock up on vegetable stock. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, use that in a lot of either stir fries or stews or even like if you were trying to break down um, some kale and garlic together, uh, vegetable stock was. Uh, was a big staple for me. Hmm. I've never really, I don't really use vegetable stock unless I was making in Montreal when I was making like risotto or like soups or stews. Here I haven't done any of that kind of stuff. So, and I never thought to use it in a stir fry. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just to give it a little more flavor when you're giving, when you're giving the meal more moisture. Yeah. So like, wouldn't that make it pretty like watery? You don't pour a lot in. You okay. Pour, you pour a bit in and a lot of it evaporates. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good tip. I like to try that. I'll probably get some bouillon cubes, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, again, I herb. Um, okay. Let's talk about. People are gonna think that we're they're paying us. <laughs> uh, disclaimer: They are not paying me. I wish. But if you do want a discount code to iHerb, we're gonna put one in the show notes because you can save ten dollars on your first order. It's awesome. Um, okay. What about sort of like condiments that you want or need? Okay, this is totally a need. Or sorry, this is a want and not a need. Freudian <laughs> slip. Yeah. Uh, veganes and hot sauce. Mm, girl. Uh, yeah, I need I need both. <laughs> I think veganes and for me barbecue sauce. I, there's a barbecue sauce that oh my gosh, I'm gonna get my mom to ship to me in Korea. I bought one bottle, but I'm it's finished now. Three months in, two and a half months in, um, which is probably embarrassing. I shouldn't admit on the podcast, um, but <laughs> it's like a honey garlic. It's delicious. Yeah. I feel like. Those two things can go with so much stuff, um, yeah. just like sandwiches or stir fries or like just barbecue tofu or whatever you mm -hmm. want to do, um, some kind of hot sauce or barbecue sauce and veginase for sure. Also, on sort of a more healthier note, um, I've found that one of my favorites is soy sauce and maple syrup. Like that combination together is like my oh, perfect... Yeah my absolute perfect stir fry glaze or sort of like uh, tofu glaze, yeah. whatever. I love yeah. that. So when I didn't have those, I was like a bit lost as to how to dress anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and we haven't mentioned oil. I mean, oil seems like a given, but again, I didn't have any when I got here and I was like frying things in a, in a dry pan. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil. Um, sometimes I'll cook with a bit of sesame oil as well for my Asian dishes. Um, I guess those would be my three oils, but if I had to wow. pick one, it would probably be EVOO or coconut oil. Girl, you're so fancy. I, have, I literally, since I've been here, I just had this bottle of canola oil, which I think it says is from Canada. And I was like, guys, <laughs> really? <laughs> You're going to ship me and this oil across this ocean just to feed me? Like, uh, but yeah, I want to get some, I, oh, I do have coconut oil too, but I, I find I always forget to use coconut oil while cooking. Like when do you, when do you use coconut oil? Like, what kinds of um, things? So I'll use it either uh, a bit in baking. Yes. So I have used it a lot in baking. That's for sure. Yeah. To be honest, I use a lot of coconut oil just as part of my beauty routine. Okay, um, that's what I was going to say, too. Like, yeah. for my deodorant is coconut oil-based, like, makeup remover. Yeah, yeah but um, cooking-wise, yeah, some, some baking. Um, I make a really good, like, chocolate shell that you put on ice cream, mm. the, kind that, the kind that hardens, and that's just chocolate and coconut oil melted together. Uh, and that works awesome. So I'll oh, use I want to try that. Um, and also I started melting some and pouring it over just plain popcorn. Oh yeah. As well for a snack. And I'll put a bit of curry powder or cumin on as well. And okay. That's been a pretty, yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's good. <laughs> um, I was just, enough. <laughs> I didn't realize you were still talking. I'm very sorry. Um, 
I always forget, like I've heard people use it for like cooking because it has a really uh, high smoke point. So um, it's good to use in like stir fries and stuff, but I always forget to do that. Also, one quick question, just out of curiosity. Do you keep your coconut oil in the fridge? No, I don't. Yeah, I never did at home, but when I got this one from iHerb, um, it said keep refrigerated, so I did. But then I can't use it for anything, so I think I'm going to just take it out. Because it just hardens then, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's so hard. You can't even scoop it. So I'm going to just get that right out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one I think that for me is big. I mean, we haven't talked about dark leafy greens. Should those just go without saying? I mean, no. They shouldn't. Well, I think we were giving people a bit of a rest between shots. but Oh, yeah, true, 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 true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, dark leafy greens. My go-to since I've been here is spinach. I don't think kale exists here. I think actually it does. I just haven't been able to find it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mm -hmm. spinach, my lover. Yeah, I love spinach. And spinach is another one just like bananas that if you can't eat it right away, freeze it. And save Which it for something. No one told me. Yeah, I was like left as a loop on this one until like last <laughs> week. Really? When I, yeah, I had <sighs> just like had no idea that that would even work. For some reason, I thought that because you know when spinach gets wet, it gets really yeah. like soggy, and so for some reason in my brain, I just thought, oh, if you freeze it, it's gonna get really gross. Well, um, you definitely couldn't use it for like a fresh salad again. Right, right, right. Uh, right. But for something like smoothies or a pasta sauce. Um, anything that eventually you are putting it in a liquid, it, it works perfectly fine. Yeah, I saw this blog post last week where she was prepping like a month's worth of uh, green smoothies in the freezer, like in individual plastic mm -hmm. bags. And my, you know, my organizational tendencies were like, ooh, this is so exciting. Um, and then I decided to just wash and bag a bunch of just a bunch of spinach and put it in the freezer because honestly, lately I haven't been eating that many salads. I'd prefer to just drink my greens. Yeah. So I just got rid of the entire bunch of spinach and just, just chilling in my freezer. So that means that every time that I want to make a smoothie, I don't have to like take out the bag and wash off the lettuce and cause they don't mm -hmm. have pre-washed spinach here. When I was ho at home, all the little things I took for granted. Um, they, I would buy these big boxes of, pre-washed organic spinach and then you just take out the big handful and put it in the put it in the thing um which makes life so easy so yeah i love that tip it's mm -hmm. honestly the best tip ever just freeze your spinach um amazing 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 okay after that i need to like my my list i have it right in front of me um and chocolate is on here i'm sorry <laughs> I know this is healthy pantry stuff, but uh, honestly, some some nice dark chocolate, um, I think it's part of my healthy pantry. <laughs> I love that. And I think, you know what, um, you know, oh, she glows, Angela, Angela Lydon, she always has chocolate, like, in her lunches. If you look at her, like, vegan lunch options and whatever, she's always like, oh, a little chocolate bar for afterwards. So... I feel like that's something I still have to try and embrace because when I eat chocolate, I'm like, oh, this is bad. I shouldn't be eating this. Um, mm. Do you eat it like as a dessert or when, when do you incorporate dark chocolate? Yeah, I mean, if a craving hits, I'll, I'll probably break off a square. Or like I said, um, lately I've been melting it with, uh, with coconut oil to make a chocolate shell that I'll have on top of um, something like coconut bliss. 
uh, which is a vegan ice cream, for those of you don't, who don't know. Um, I want to try it. Amazing. It's so good. For some um, reason, I didn't try it before I left for Korea where they don't have it. They so. have a flavor called Cherry Amaretto, and it's incredible. I have to start making a list of things I need to have as soon as I get back. Yeah. <laughs> Nine and a half months from now. Come um, over. We'll play the guinea pig and green drinking game and eat a pint of Cherry Amaretto coconut they ice have, cream. Like, chocolate? I really like chocolate ice cream. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I wish all these companies did pay us, honestly. Pay us in ice cream. Um, <laughs> pay us in iHerb orders. Um, um, on a frozen note, frozen fruit is definitely a staple of mine. Yes. So easy to throw into smoothies. And um, frozen fruit, for those, uh, if you're unaware, it holds on to all the nutrients from yeah. when the fresh. So, like, nothing is lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I think frozen fruit uh, would be good for... Um, there's something I'm going to make for the blog soon, I think, um, once I get my chia seeds. Um, I'm going to make uh, chia jam, and I think frozen fruit would be, like, a good culprit to make jam with because the fruit doesn't have to be super fresh to make a jam. So you could just yeah. mash, mash it all up. Um, and that's, that sounds it's a pretty, great. Yeah, it's, like, a super affordable option, too. Because Where did you get that recipe from? I mean, I've been seeing it all over Pinterest, but initially I saw it on Oshi Glows. She has, like, several chia jam recipes at this point, and uh, I think just making, like, a mixed berries one or a strawberry one would be super yummy. But, yeah. I am really excited for that to go up on our blog. (laughs) I've been, like, really loving making new recipes. Um, It's been funny because I feel like I've been in a place in Korea where I've had the least amount of ingredients ever that I've had um, for healthy cooking, but I've made like the most new recipes. So kind of good to be stuck in a box sometimes. Do we have anything else that we want to list as like our top options? I feel like we went over most things. No, I honestly, I think uh, that's a great start to any pantry. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anything on top of that is, is just bonus. So of course, you throw in any of your fresh vegetables. Uh, I know you were upset with me yesterday because on my list, of, <laughs> on my list of top foods, I put vegetables. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then you accused um, me of cheating. You said was cheating. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, I actually there was one one or two things we didn't mention. Actually, sweet potatoes or potatoes. I have no idea how that slips through my fingers. Yeah. So sweet potatoes are definitely, you can keep them in the pantry. Same with onions. You can just, like, throw those things in the little dark drawer. Sweet potatoes are a massive staple for me. And also tofu or, like, a tempeh or whatever. I mean, I know you can't freeze it, but it's so cheap that even if you don't use the whole block, like... I freeze both tofu and tempeh. But what do you use it in once you've frozen it? I'm sorry? What do you use it in once you've frozen it? So I, I freeze it, and then I take it out of my freezer and put it in the fridge the day before I want to use it. Um, oh. Yeah, you can do it. You can do that. And, and then, then you it, don't have to worry about expiry dates. And, and it has the same consistency? Yeah. Girl, you blowing my mind today. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so then it is sort of like a pantry staple. I think tofu is amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> product um i know not everyone's into it but you know you can make some really good stuff with tofu Mm -hmm. 
Um, I yeah. Think, uh, I think tofu, you just have to learn how to crack. I think there are some people who have uh, issues with the texture of tofu, and I totally get that. But um, flavor-wise, you can get some very intense flavoring. <laughs> intense flavoring. Intense tasting. Flavor flavors? Flavor flavor. Uh, <laughs> as long as you just marinate it beforehand. Wait, so Laura, since you are clearly an expert um, in a way that I am not, um, could do you have any tips for, like, cracking tofu, as it were? Yeah, so uh, freezing it would be one thing, so that you don't have to worry about it expiring. That's um, a great tip. Pro tip. Yeah. Uh, making sure you drain it um, right before you marinate it. So tofu is like this sponge and it soaks up all this moisture. Uh, yeah. So after you cut open the package... Um, there are tofu presses, which will really get the most moisture out of your tofu, but usually I find wrapping it in paper towel and putting pressure on it, so either putting like a couple bowls or just squeezing it with my hands to get all mm -hmm. of the water out, um, does the trick for me. Yeah, how long do you press yours for? I do that too, but I, I'm never sure quite how long I'm going to do it for. I'm a really impatient chef. Yeah, same. Um, I have to be honest, so usually not very long <laughs> yeah me neither usually I like press it and like Meh, that's enough yeah Just get on with it already <laughs> um okay cool and then for any like for flavoring wise like how do you marinate it um it really depends what you're making I think that your uh barbecue tofu recipe is one of my favorites uh, so if we could post that in the show notes, that would be yeah, great. Sure. It's on Steph's blog, Life in Limbo. I don't really um, do anything for that recipe, do I? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, not a lot, but it turns out as well. <laughs> Barbecue sauce is just tasty. Um, but also okay. marinating, it, marinating it with things like tamari uh, or soy sauce, um, sesame seed or sesame oil, uh, anything – that you want your dish to taste like anything that you would marinate anything else with. So your vegetables or if you eat meat, whatever you would use to marinate your meat usually yeah. uh, will work for tofu. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. I feel like if you have all those things in your pantry, you can make a lot of really good meals, just mix and match. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. Well, if you guys have any other things that we totally neglected to mention, or if you just want to leave us a comment because you are day drunk and happy about it after <laughs> listening to this episode, then you can leave us a comment on our blog, guineapigandgreen.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Green Guinea Pigs on both of those accounts. And, you know, just say hi on iTunes. You can leave us a rating or a review. We love getting those. Yeah. All right. Have, a, have an excellent week, everyone. Yes. Have an excellent week, Laura. It was good to talk to you. Bye. Bye. Yeah.